Welcome to Stories of Rune Terra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood, here on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Rune Terra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where a cutting remark can draw blood. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Rune Terra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of it as an audiobook of League stories and lore by yours truly. This week's story is yet another fan request, and it is Katarina, the Sinister Blade. And now, for my terrible impression. Never question my loyalty. You will never know what I endure for it. Decisive in judgment and lethal in combat, Katarina is a Noxian assassin of the highest caliber. Eldest daughter to the legendary General Du Contot, she made her talents known with swift kills against unsuspecting enemies. Her fiery ambition has driven her to pursue heavily guarded targets, even at the risk of endangering her allies. But no matter the mission, Katarina will not hesitate to execute her duty amid a whirlwind of serrated daggers. Thanks again for listening to Stories of Runeterra. Always a pleasure to have you guys along for the uh, narrative ride. Uh, I got a ton. Of, I've been and still keep re- receiving a ton of feedback from you guys from like little tweaks about maybe Zig's episode being a little bit too loud to enjoying the two champion or the little sound effect thing. So again, thank you so much for responding. It helps me make this a little bit better. Um, I'll see what I can do with some of those. Definitely the audio quality I'm going to work on, not being as loud. I tend to be loud. Um, And yeah, so thanks again so much for everybody that shared and reached out. I also have something exciting down the line. Uh, I'm a dungeon master and game master, and uh, I'm thinking about some interesting Runeterra live plays. But that's all I'm going to say, because it's still in the works. But we're having some conversations about it. Let me know what you would think of that. A uh, RPG life play set in Runeterra with other League fans that are close friends of mine. So anyway, just a little idea that I've got coming up. Thanks again for listening. Born to one of the most respected noble families of Noxus, Katarina Duconto found herself elevated above others from an early age. While her younger sister, Cassiopeia, took after their politically brilliant mother, Katerina was very much her father's daughter, and the wily General Ducanteau pushed her to learn the way of the blade, to cut away the Empire's enemies not with reckless brutality, but with deadly precision. He was a harsh teacher, with many pupils, and notoriously difficult to impress. So it was that Katarina's childhood, if it can be called such, had little room for kindness or rest. She spent every waking moment honing herself into the ultimate weapon, testing her endurance, her dexterity, her tolerance for pain. She stole poisons from the city's least reputable apothecaries, testing their efficacy in tiny increments upon herself, gradually building her resistance even as she cataloged their effects. She scaled the tallest towers in the dead of night, unseen by anyone. 
She yearned to do her part for Noxus. She yearned for the opportunity to demonstrate her hidden strengths in service of the Empire and the throne. Her first mark came straight from her father. Camped with his war bands on the eve of one of the military's innumerable westward invasions, she was to assassinate a line officer of the opposing army, a low-born wrench by the name of Demetrius. Katarina was livid. She hadn't trained her entire life to have her talents wasted on some dung heel barely skilled enough to swing a sword. He simply wouldn't do. Instead of her assigned target, Katarina stole into the enemy camp and slit the enemy commander's throat as he slept. It was a flawless execution. It would bring a swift victory and glory to Noxus. It would make her father proud. At dawn, his face daubed with ashes. The vengeful hero Demetrius led a berserk charge into her father's encampment. Dozens of Noxian soldiers were slaughtered, along with the general's personal retinue. Katarina's father himself barely escaped with his life. He was furious beyond words, refusing even to look his daughter in the eye. She had shamed him and their family name. The greatest assassins do not seek recognition or glory, he reminded her. They do not expect to occupy a place of honor at their master's right hand. Overwhelmed, Katarina struck out into the wilderness, alone. She would complete her original mission. Demetrius would pay with his life. Even so, her mind swam. Could she ever forgive herself? How had she been so foolish? She was so distracted, she didn't see her attacker until he had nearly taken her eye out. For Katarina's failure, General Du Canteau had sent another one of his protégés after her, a nameless whelp dragged up from one of the lesser assassins' guilds. But even with blood streaming down her face, the years of rigorous training kicked in, and her blades were in her hands in an instant. Six hours later, she tossed Demetrius's severed head at her father's feet. She told the general she had considered taking his head instead, but eventually decided, as much as she hated to admit it, that he had done the right thing in ordering her death. She had failed, not just as an assassin or as a daughter, but as a Noxium. And failure must have its consequences. She ran her fingers along the raw, deep gash over her left eye and thought of the price others had paid for her arrogance. She knew she had lost her father's favor and would never regain it. He would raise others in her place, simply despite her. Still, she vowed to redeem herself, no matter the cost, to rededicate her talents to the Empire, and to become the sinister weapon she always intended to be. And today's story is entitled Message on a Blade's Edge. It's written by Michael Yichao, or Yichao, I'm not sure. Correct me if you know. Echoing footfalls, cold stone floors, a shout from behind, someone's caught sight of me. Doors flash as I sprint down the wide hall, stone archway ahead, my way out of the barracks. Suddenly blocked as an entire patrol skids into view. Not good. I turn and dash back the way I came. More soldiers careen towards me. My fingertips itch, but there are too many. I vault through a door, slam it shut, and drop the wooden bar across it. An assassin's blades are but one of her weapons. His voice echoes in my head, cemented there by years of training. Know your mark. 
know the killing ground. Anything can be a tool to secure the kill. I run through the room, some kind of trophy chamber, well fortified with a side door leading to a back corridor. Behind me, armor thuds against oak, iron hinges, and strong construction should buy me more than enough time to... My thoughts broken by the sound of splintering wood as a massive axe chews its way through the frame. Ahead, the other doors swing open. More soldiers pour in. Too many. Too well prepared. They knew I was coming. These soldiers wear Noxian colors, but bear the sigil of a house in open rebellion against the Triferrix. So assured of their strength, they spend time painting rather than preparing. <laughs> How cute. I draw my blades. Those ahead slow their advance, fanning out weapons at the ready. Behind, those storming through the broken door do the same. They circle, taking a trained formation. Six in front, seven behind. Ugh, won't be easy. <laughs> but it's more fun when it's a challenge. His voice intrudes again. Think fast. Move faster. Plan before you engage. Then attack on pure instinct. I let a blade fly. It glances off the chandelier hanging above, breaking the chain and sending it crashing down into the soldiers behind me. Two bodies hit the floors. Candles bounce and sputter out, casting wild shadows and drawing eyes behind betrayed by reflex. I spin into the nearest distracted man and slide my dagger into his side. He gurgles as his lungs fill with blood. I unsheathe my blade and from his body with a satisfying squelch and fling it at the second chandelier. It also crashes to the floor, the last sources of light flickering out. At the same time, I sidestep the swing of a charging soldier, letting my momentum carry him into the two rushing ones from behind. Cries of alarm and confusion echo off the stonework as they struggle in the darkness. Suddenly uncertain which silhouette friend, which is foe. I don't have that problem. Adapt where others cannot. Lead their intuition astray, and then their instinct will betray them. I dash forward, low to the ground, scooping up my first blade where it fell. It finds a throat, then an eye, then a kidney, before a shout cuts through the screams. You fools! She's right there! As the remaining soldiers stumble toward me, I close my eyes, sense my second blade where it lies, draw my focus inward, and leap. They cry out in confusion as I disappear from their sight. I land low behind them, snatching up the dagger and spinning, cutting through ankle tendons. I'm rewarded with screeches of pain and surprise as three more fall. That never gets old. I invert the grip on my daggers and jump, plunging them down in an overhead strike on into the shoulders of the man who yelled, then kick off him into a backflip. He falls to the ground as I hurl both blades into the faces of two others. The butt of a spear smashes into my head. I recoil, slightly dazed. With a flourish, the soldier that caught me off balance brings the spearhead to bear and jabs for my heart. I leap again, appearing in midair, my hand wrapping around one blade and wrenching it from the face I left it in. I barely pivot my attack into a parry as an axe swings toward my ribs, the clang of metal ringing in my ears as I stumble back. The titan of a man wielding the weapon hefts it again, and I leap once more to my remaining blade. I pull it back just in time as another soldier swings a morning star at me, and then she smashes through her comrade's face. The weapon's points graze my arm, drawing blood. I roll back and reset in a crouch. Four remain standing, scattered before me, several more injured but still alive. All of them squint at me in the darkness. 
Clearly, they know now to track my daggers as well as me. Never take a fair fight. The cornered assassin is a dead assassin. My eyes flit between the exits. Then, she strides into the room. Through the side door, flanked by her two personal guards, each wielding a crossbow, she has a torch in one hand, a sword in the other. An arrogant smirk dances on her lips. Even in the darkness, she oozes confidence and charm. All other eyes immediately fly to her. My mark. Well, this is disappointing, she drawls. If all the Trifarix has to throw at me as a disgraced assassin, then they must be desperate. Her taunt is undercut by the footfalls outside the room, reinforcements arriving fast. Clearly, she underestimated the numbers needed to trap me, but that will be of little consolation if I end up dead. If you've been made, vanish. Never take your mark head on. Never kill in the presence of witnesses. I smile and stare into her eyes. Goodbye, Commander. I throw my blade straight up in the air. Crossbow bolts fly toward it, predicting my leap. Four standing soldiers charge. Time seems to slow as the blade spins. One rotation. Two. I fling the remaining dagger past the charging soldiers at my target. One of the guards shifts in front of her, and the dagger sticks fast in his breastplate. Three. Four. I leap to my dagger. My momentum forces the point through the man's armor into his flesh. I see the white of his eyes, the mixture of shock, pain, and fear. Behind me, I hear the others shout and pivot, impressively fast, still not fast enough. Five. Six. The commander stumbles back and raises her sword, reaction dulled by surprise. I pull my dagger free and lunge forward. My free hand finds her hair, my edge, her throat. Seven rotations. Thunk. Another crossbow bolt fires through where I had stood a moment earlier, but I'm gone. It pierces the mark's chest as I land back at my falling blade now plunged into the ground. In one hand, I hold a bloody dagger. In the other, the severed head of my mark, her face frozen in surprise. Her body collapses. Blood sprays over the stone floor. Her soldiers halt, caught in disbelief and horror. I throw the head down in front of them. Grand General Swain sends his greetings. More soldiers arrive at the doorway. I revel in their gasps and angered cries. Never take your mark head on. Never kill in the presence of witnesses. The voice repeats itself in my head. Somehow it seems quieter than before. And I laugh out loud. <laughs> I am no longer your assassin, father. I have outgrown your timid little rules. I flick blood off my blades and stare down the soldiers before me. Fear is as powerful a weapon as any dagger. Let them see. Let the rumors spread. I am far more than a mere instrument of death. I am the true will of Noxus. Before me, a soldier lets out a shout and charges. I can't help but smirk as I again raise my blades. Not that I mind the killing. Well, thanks for listening. If you can't tell, this is a little bit of a different one. I had a couple of you said you liked the sound effects. It takes me longer to edit and put these together. So if you really like that touch, 
what I will probably do if it's something that you guys would really enjoy and maybe takes takes the uh, listening experience to the next level. Uh, I might release bi-weekly and then do those double lore champs or double features every two weeks with sound effects because it just takes a long time to record and then edit. So let me know. Give me some feedback. I appreciate it. You guys did well last time. Otherwise, I can just do maybe one or two of these flares every now and then and then the doubles once a month, which I'm looking at. Anyway, keep your ears open for that little uh, surprise I've uh, mentioned earlier because it's going to be super fun and I'm interested and I already have people um, give me feedback on it. Anyway, thanks for listening to Stories of Terra. Catch you on the flip side.